Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast. My name is Yuri Mello. I will be your host as I guide you through the most valuable and relevant emotional and psychological ideas. Ideas that will transform your perspective and enhance your personal life and relationships. Let's do this. This is episode number 22. It is change from the inside out week. Let's do some work. You extraordinary person, I am so happy that you are joining me today. You're literally stepping into the ring with me. And it takes courage to do that. It takes courage to examine our lives. It takes courage to examine our thoughts, to examine our feelings. It's not easy work. It's challenging work. And it's work that after 16 years and thousands of hours with people, it's work that I treasure because I find that as people begin to examine their lives, as they begin to discover their own internal philosophies, that they're then imbued with the power to make the long-term changes that they want to make. And that's really what today is about. It's as Socrates said, he said, the unexamined life is not worth living. Now, Socrates is maybe a little bit dogmatic, and I don't know if I would quite say it that way, but but I have found, at least in my life, and certainly for thousands of clients, that this process, as challenging as it is, as difficult as it is, to discover our own internal philosophies is not only incredibly satisfying, right? I mean, it's it's like taking those personality tests, right? Everybody wants to know what their personalities are like. Everybody wants to know that, well, I'm this kind of person, or I give love this way, or I receive love this way, or I have a tendency to be this way, or I'm blue, yellow, red, white, whatever the color is, or these other, other type of personalities. Well, this is exactly what we're doing. We're doing a little bit of the deep work that will allow you to then discover and make the changes that you want in your life. It's it's really a process that will require you to do the continuous and conscious work that you're going to do throughout your life. And honestly, guys, there is no other way. Life happens in chunks, and each experience almost allows us to then search deep and to discover. But with all of this, I'm going to give you some tools that you will use, and they're they're easy, but they will feel a little bit clunky at first. But with a little bit of practice, you're going to teach your brain how to focus in a more mindful and spiritual way. Remember that your brain is a wonderful instrument, and it will do what you repeatedly tell it to do. And you can begin to take control of your perceptions, your thoughts and feelings and actions by learning how to focus your brain correctly. But to fully engage in this process, you must understand these three things that you are constantly doing. You can't help that you are doing these things. Number one, you have to realize that you are constantly manifesting your internal ideas and beliefs. The things you do, the way you think, the things you feel are a representation of of the ideological programs, of the ideas, the beliefs that are inside of you. And this knowledge will 
ultimately become the tool that will allow you to uncover these pervasive long-term philosophies that are influencing you even right now, whether you're open or resisting. Thing number two that you need to realize that you're always doing is you are always promoting a form of energy into the environment around you, almost like a soundtrack in a movie. Your verbal and nonverbals are constantly creating a form of atmosphere around you that is either promoting safety, trust, joy, peace, love, progress, or distrust, tension, malice, discontent, animosity, and retrogression. We are constantly setting the stage and the props around us. Recognizing this, really, it's kind of an enlightened level of accountability, will assist you and really empower you to creating the type of life that you want to live while also promoting those things that truly matter in your life. And thing number three that you need to realize that you are constantly doing is that you are constantly inviting others around you to act, feel, and think in a certain way. Now, this doesn't mean that they will do that, but we are constantly inviting people. Similar to the idea that we're always promoting a type of environment around us, we're constantly inviting people to reflect what we're doing. Kindness elicits kindness. Anger provokes anger from others. Love invites feelings of love. Rudeness nurtures rudeness. Laughter evokes lightness and more laughter. Affection invites affection, and so it goes. We're so blind to what we are constantly asking people to do when they're around us. But this realization will allow you to see yourself as an intricate part of your environment and of your relationships. And it will ultimately, if you choose to, you will learn to utilize that and you learn to utilize it well. This knowledge is of just critical importance. And I hope that you let the truth of it sink deeply inside you and that you can even begin to consider what the imp- what these statements would have on your life and in the way that you live. We cannot avoid it. This realization will help you to live with a deep sense of accountability to the divine power we all carry. We are a variable in this large equation called life. And when we change, the outcome changes. When we change in our home, our home changes. The same goes for our relationships, our work, our families, and every other situation. And I'm reminded of Marianne Williamson's paradigm-shifting quote. She said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure about you, around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. 
We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, and I love this part, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Now, I'm sure that, well, perhaps you've listened to this quote. Perhaps you've heard it. But it's, this is like essential truth. And this essential, it ejects us away from the brain's tendency to portray ourselves as victims, powerless, hopeless, and ignorantly waiting for someone or our life circumstances to change so that we can experience peace and happiness. My hope is that as this bit of truth distills upon your mind, your heart, your soul, and as you begin to promote the truth of it to your brain, you will become a person of influence for good instead of just being stuck in our own silly and immature patterns of blaming and justification and portraying ourselves like martyrs. And instead of going around like like hurricanes spinning unconsciously with whips and chains, hurting yourself and others, you will instead become a liberator, a source of refuge and a promoter of goodwill. And I hope that that's what you want to do in life. If it isn't, I want you to join me and let's, let's figure out a way to do this together. So let's begin this exciting and liberating process by giving you some tools that you're going to use to discover and analyze what you're going to what you're manifesting and ultimately to change what you are promoting in environment. Now, I'm going to give you these five things. I'm going to tell you what they are. Number 1, you are going to learn to observe. This step is all about recognizing the difference between the mind and the brain. Recognizing that your thoughts and feelings are mostly manifestation of your internal philosophies. Depression, anxiety, anger, bitterness, resentment, unhappiness, jealousy, insecurities are all signals that your internal ideologies are at best incomplete and potentially toxic to your being. As you become mindful or full of mind, your relationship to your thoughts and emotion changes. You'll begin to view your thoughts and feelings as things to consider and not necessarily as commandments that must be acted upon. So that's step one, learn to observe. Step two is we have, this is where the work begins. We have to discover old belief systems. Become aware that your thoughts and feelings are manifestations of your belief systems. This step will allow you to examine your beliefs by, an, by asking and answering this kind of question. For example, what would I have to believe to feel angry? What would I have to believe to feel happy or grateful? What would I have to believe to feel depressed or anxious or fearful at this moment? This, I'm telling you, Questions are critical for our brain because the moment we ask a question, the brain, almost like a dog chasing a stick, the brain will go find that answer. And what I want you to do is I want you to be patient and compassionate 
with these questions. It's difficult to think about your thoughts. And yet I promise that as you practice this kind of internal search, you will find what needs to be improved and expanded and worked upon. So discovering old beliefs. So for example, let's say you're driving down the road, somebody cuts you off and you become really, really angry and you're just filled and flipping people off or whatever. The question that you want to ask there is, geez, what would I have to believe to feel so angry? Well, I would have to believe that this person is just a complete idiot, that they maliciously cut me off, that that these people should be off the road, that this person needs to be taught a lesson. It, I must believe that I should not be cut off. People shouldn't treat me this way. People need to respect and be considerate of where other people are. And maybe some of these things are even right. But what I want to teach you how to do is I want to teach you how to expand these old beliefs, which is step three, by recognizing that the great majority of your internal ideas are just incomplete and some potentially causing you great harm and unhappiness. This mindful step step will help you to expand the negative programming that is written in the walls of your brain by asking this kind of a question. What would I have to understand or realize not to be angry? What would I have to realize to be at peace right now? For me to experience joy, what would I have to realize? What would I have to realize to be more loving, to be more patient, to be kinder, right? To stop being jealous, to stop using drugs or alcohol, to be more motivated. If you want to utilize your brain as a tool, then use each of these questions as a source to ponder and meditate. And I'm going to give you a meditation throughout this week that that I'm going to work this exercise with you while expanding the quality of your consciousness. Step four is all about invitation. It's about you inviting and promoting your highest goals and desires. Now that you're out of your brain, aware that you are constantly, right, you can't help it, right, inviting or promoting something, it's time to take that power, that control, and begin to promote and invite your highest goals and desires. You can do this by asking yourself these kinds of questions. One, what do I want to promote in my life and in my personal relationships? How will I promote and invite love, health, patience, hope, forgiveness? How will I promote peace? How will I promote joy in my home? How will I promote compassion? Once again, powerful questions to pray and meditate upon. And step five, the final step is act with independence, courage, and hope. Now that you understand what it is that you want to promote, what it is that you want to invite, it's time for you to take independent, and that word is important, courageous and hopeful action. These are not day-long or week-long action tips. We're talking about correct principles that are of immense value, not only because they can yield the greatest fruit in the long run, but because they will instill in you a profound sense of peace, meaning, achievement, and joy. Your actions are independent and not dependent on whether others agree or whether you get the immediate results you're hoping for. That's why our action has to be independent. Independent because... The love that I offer, the kindness that I give, the patience that I give is not conditional upon the acceptance or the reciprocal response of others. 
That's really important that our efforts are independent in this way because they match our highest ideals. So this is really important. I, I want this to become a tool that you utilize throughout your day, whether it is at home, whether it is at work, when you feel disappointed, when you feel hurt, when you feel bitter, when you feel resentful. Ask yourself the question, what would I have to believe to feel resentful? The reason why this matters is because it's less about the situation and it's more about your perception of the situation. It's your belief about the situation that creates the emotional reaction inside of us. And that's why this question is so important because it allows us to discover what it is that we believe to feel a certain way. You know, what would you have to believe to feel resentful, to feel bitter? Well, I'd have to believe that it's too late. I'd have to believe that I'm not going to let that person like walk all over me again. I'd have to believe that that it's not fair, right? The F word, it's not fair. That I deserve more, the D word, right? I'd have to believe that, that this person has done me wrong. My question to you is, what would you have to realize to be at peace, to be patient, to be kind, to be forgiving? Well, I'd have to realize that, that my mistakes are not so different. I'd have to realize that perhaps I'm being a bit self-righteous, a bit hypocritical. I'd have to believe that I perhaps, I, maybe my sins just have a different name, that there are a lot of things that I want as well. I'd have to realize that that bitterness doesn't bring me joy, brings me misery. Anyways, I hope you can see some power behind these questions. And then realize, what is it that I want to invite in my relationships? Is it fun? Is it ease? Is it safety? Then go and courageously do that, independently of any outcome. My friends, I want you to examine your life. I want you to realize that so many of your ideas of your own personal constructs inside of your brain are just, they're just old tools that your childhood brain adopted at a young age, but that you now as the teacher, as the experienced individual can come in and transform those ideas, those beliefs expand them, make them more accurate, make them more effective and help them so that they can yield a better, a better outcome for you. I wish you the very best. I am cheering for you. I'm yelling for you from the sidelines. I, I want you to live a fantastic life. But listen, listen, for that to happen, we got to do the work and quit pointing the finger at other people to do their work. Like, mind your business and get to work. And I say this with just feeling and passion and just 
admiration for you, not in some sort of condemning or judgmental way. I'm not interested in that at all because I've got to do the same work that you do. And I want to be awake. I want to learn to observe so that when it comes to the things that really, really matter, like my relationship with my wife, with my children, with my friends, with my neighbors, with my mom, with my dad, with my brothers, with my brother and sister, like I... I want to be at my best. I know that I won't always be, and that's okay. But I want to be. And I want to invite and promote and become aware that I am inviting and promoting so that then I can make those changes. Anyways, you extraordinary creature. I hope you just have the most wonderful day. And I hope this has been some use to you. Listen in to the, read the, the, the following texts. And I hope you enjoy this meditation that I've got coming for you in the middle of the week. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.